Blog Talk Radio. Sage Infinite, Online Nation, yeah. Hey yo, welcome to the Online Nation. Victory I'm chasing, penetration. Helps to spread the floor spacing, you know I'm acing. All for the sim nation, the hesitation. Freeze the D in location, they can't recover. Got the skill like no other. I hear shots, see the boards giving me props. I tell them Jesus fall back, call a play and attack. They want to rage quit, playing 2K, that's it. Rex center to the park, jump shot with the arc. Going on runs, the home crowd feeling my spark. Spot your weakness, guarantee you reach. I teach quick, the D slip, flip the finger, roll, that's it. Who got next? I shake a dude out of his check. Cop some new ones, opponents better show me respect. Ride the bench. Next time, all witness my shine. Who can see me? The future, like NYC. Peace. What's up, y'all, man? It's DJ Gonzo Star, man. Um, uh, yesterday I had a little malfunction or something. Or something. So today we're redoing, redoing the show. Okay. Uh, uh, filling in for NYC the future. Uh, he's been on. Um, Obviously, work lately, so just filling in for him. Um, it's got a f- few topics um, I would like to discuss today. I want to talk about, um, um, excuse my voice too, it's kind of hoarse a little bit. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> probably from just a, I ain't going to say yelling, but at work, <sighs> my job is kind of loud, so we have to yell sometimes, you know, to uh, to say what we have to say because it's extremely loud. But anyway, um my voice is a little hoarse, so forgive me, bear with me. Uh, I want to discuss the recent police, um, I don't want to call them brutalities, but recent police killings of innocent um, of, uh, of innocent black men. And I want to talk about the Dallas shootings. Um, I want to talk about the NBA Summer League, uh, the stars and the bus so far in the, uh, in the uh, NBA Summer League. Um, we could possibly talk about the NBA 2K17 wish list review, but most importantly, I wanted to talk about the police brutality, uh, the police killings of black men, talk about the Dallas shootings. That's really what I would like bulk of the topic to be about today, um, honestly. And then we could talk, like I said, talk a little bit about Summer League as well. Uh, so yeah, I want to talk about that, um, as well. Uh, I'm going to hit you guys with a little bit of um, uh, intro music, I mean, uh, sample music, and then we're going to go ahead right into um, the shout-out section. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know what, go through creating your own situations and things, you know. Shed a little bit of love for the better, let a nigga know where he can go to get his shit together, huh? Pour your soul for the cold, youngin' in the streets where the beds ain't warm, no sleep. Paranoia heard they had it for you, had it on you, plus you had enforcers. Daddy warned you, karma was a mother. Good brother too, I put my name on it, found out the property in his mother's. I'm discovering the obvious. This knowledge is off the books, they don't prepare you for the world in most colleges. Problems get overlooked, these niggas following shit that ain't even cooked. These bitches swallowing without the condiments. Learn life through other conduits since they don't like common. But a listen to common sense. How about we switch positions? You talk, I'ma listen. I'm still listening. You talking all that shit and ain't say shit. Just in there. Um, 
shout out um, NYC the future. You know, just even thinking enough to act, thinking enough for me to ask me to uh, fill in for him. Shout out to um, Lil Spaz, man. Shout out to the resident president of Sim Nation, Azar. Shout out to Big Mama. Shout out to uh, Scott O.G. Gallagher. Uh, shout out to Books and Nelson. Shout out to Sam I Am. Shout out to Leftovers. Um, and I. Uh, LD2K, um, shout out to Live Mob, shout out to Gideon Prime, True Chasers, shout out to D Smitty. Uh, I don't know if I said shout out to the Live Mob, but I don't know if I uh, said that already. I'm, I just want to put it back out there again. Um, shout out to Almeco Thompson at Suave1974. Shout out to Pete Toll in the Hardwood Hoops Hangouts. Um, shout out to Meek Mill, uh, 81. Um, shout out to The Remedy, man. Shout out to. Um, Let's see. Uh, shout out to Brian Barnes. Shout out to uh, at NGC305. Shout out to Julian Lomenzo. Uh, another good brother, too, man. Um, let's see. Uh, shout out to Conrad Cushman, man. Shout out to, oh, I said shout out to Lance Robeson. Um, shout out to Forever Versatile, man. At Versatile underscore 1983. Shout out to Whose Man Is This? Um, another good brother, too, as well. Um, shout out to G. Robbie Gaming. Shout out to um at Bulls Mystique. Shout out to at Black Z twenty thirteen. Let's see. Uh, shout out to at Mister Got the Glow. Uh, shout out to um the NBA Live Veterans Committee man Ryan Parks. Shout out to Brian man underscore seventy six man. Uh, shout out to Benny Brockington. Shout out to um. Uh, at Vaughn underscore Inky, man. He makes a lot of shoes for the uh, NBA 2K, man. Hey, check him out. Check out his YouTube. Uh, if I get some links, I'll retweet those links. Uh, I'll also retweet the links for the Sam Hangouts and for the Hardwood Hangouts. Um, yeah, let me just go through my list here. Shout out to Atlando underscore Teal, man. Shout out to him. Uh, another good brother who's been uh, in the Nation for a while. Uh, let me see. Just going down my little list, man, because... I used to forgive people, and I don't want to forget nobody no more. You know what I'm saying? I want to. A shout out to our Hollywood Sports, man. Another good brother. Shout out to that uh, uh, hashtag KOK2 Doom. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, shout out to uh, Keith Turner uh, at Keith uh, Keith9842. Uh, let's see. Shout out to um, at Trav, uh, Travis, man. Another brother who's on usually on the show, you know what I'm saying? He's hosted with me a couple times. Uh, shout out to him as well. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Sim F Ball critic. I also want to give a shout out to Rex Dixon at EA Sports and Clinton Odenberg, man. A for um uh, on the Madden team, man. I think they're making great improvements with Madden. Uh, I don't know if I'm not, I'm not gonna say better than NFL 2K5, but I mean. And for 2K5, even though it's an old game, it's still very, 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 uh, 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 what's the word I want to use? It is, it's the first of its kind, I would have to say. And I think it kind of put, it set the bar high for football games. And I think that Rex Dixon and EA Sports are, um, from what I've seen so far, and uh, uh, from what I've seen so far, that they're making the game more competitive. Um, they're, make, they're, they're aiming for realism, so... Uh, Shout out to them. 
you know, for just making the game more Sam. Shout out to them. Uh, shout out to uh, NY underscore Kia31, man. Uh, that's another good brother, too, man, on Twitter, man. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Chris11SG. Uh, shout out to uh, Taylor Malone, man. Uh, another good brother as well, man. Uh, uh, if I get some links, I retweet some of his face. I think he does live streams sometimes, like MLB The Show. Uh, you know, so I think FIFA and stuff like that. Yeah, I think he's another another really good guy, man, too, as well on Twitter, man. Follow him, follow him subscribe to him, check him out. You know, um, like I say, the moment I get links, because I'm usually working during the day, so when I get home, sometimes I, sometimes I, I don't actually get on Twitter a whole lot. I might tweet a few things, and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty much off the bed. So forgive me if I'm not able to retweet. Uh, forgive me if I'm not able to retweet the links. Um, uh, retweet the links out like I should. Um, but like I said, as soon as I get them, I usually retweet them right away. So just, uh, you know, just like I said, be looking out for those. Um, you know, check them out, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Because the people I'm telling you about, they're really good people, man. You know, really, really, really good people. Um, uh, the call-in number tonight is uh, 646-787-1942. Um, I want to get that out again. It's 646-787-19, I think, 1972. That's what I want you guys to call in tonight. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have some real serious discussions tonight. Uh, I just tweeted it out. Call the show. Call the show tonight, man. You know, uh, I want to talk about this police brutality thing. I think there's something serious. I think there's something we should be talking about. Uh, honestly, a lot of people, like I say, a lot of people are overlooking it. Uh, me personally, I think murder, the murder of any person is wrong. You know what I'm saying? I think there's just point blank. I, even if it's a serial killer, I think it's wrong to, I even think it's wrong to, to even electrocute or electrocute them a lethal injection, uh, give them lethal injections. I think it's just wrong. Murder is wrong. Period. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think sometimes, to me, honestly, t- to kill a guy off like that just gives them an easy way out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a person should spend the rest of their life behind bars and stuff. It shouldn't be such an easy, you know, an easy outlet of just, you know, just being executed. That's, I think that sometimes that's just the easy way out. But anyway, that's just my opinion. Uh, we're gonna hit you with one uh, another sample real quick. And um, I'm going to hit you with one more sample, and then we're going to go right into our small talk section. Three minutes, now, they book me for a long time. the preview. Let's let that be through. It's 3D, too. Okay, fans. We all know how this is going to end with him in the bag and a towel on him. I fuck with y'all so heavy. I'm going to let y'all decide his face. Talk to the little nigga or just wild on him. What y'all want me to do? What y'all want? Summer League, all right. 
I'm actually impressed by a lot of people in the Summer League. We're going to get to the police brutality and the Dallas shooting. We're going to get to that in the second part. Um, I want to get to the NBA Summer League. So far, man, I'm kind of impressed by some of the people I've seen in the Summer League. Hey, Ben Simmons is a wonderful passer, I think. Uh, I think he's actually going to be a double-double guy. Me, personally, I will play him at point guard because he looks like he'd be the best passer on that team. The only problem I see with Ben Simmons is that he's going to get a lot of people open, which is great passing. And guys on Philadelphia are just not going to be able to knock down those open shots. Um, I, don't, I, I think they need shooting um, uh, to eventually make them better. Uh, if they can get a, if they can get a couple of knockdown shooters, um, get a couple of knockdown shooters in, man. I, me personally, I I wouldn't even doubt the fact that Philadelphia, and maybe this year, next year, they could be reaching an eighth, seventh seed in the East. You know, I. I think Ben Simmons is a mismatch. You got Okafor, hopefully Embiid, uh, kind of uh, comes out to who you know who everybody thought he would be. Hope he comes out to be a, a dominant uh, post guy. I mean, you got him and Jaleel. I mean, if you had those two guys on the floor, it'd be kind of hard, you know, to kind of stop them. You know, like I think they they have enough offensive uh, 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 enough offensive skill to score in, and score in the paint. So they just need knockdown shooting. They have a great pass, and like I said, I think Ben Simmons has the size to be dominant at the point guard position. Uh, that's one of my opinions. Another person who I'm, I'm impressed by is Chris Dunn. I saw him in it. I saw him in those. Uh, saw him in that, uh, that one game against Minnesota. Uh, Chris Dunn, man, hey, he. Uh, I like his handle. Uh, I like the fact that he can get to he can get to the he can get to the ball. I mean, he can get to the rim. Uh, Every chance that uh, every chance that he uh, seems like at will, he can get to the he can get to the rim at will. I like that about him. I think he's a, actually a good pickup for Minnesota. And I think from what I'm seeing from him, if he pans out to be anything like he is in summer league, uh, yeah, Ricky Rubio most definitely is going to the bench. Uh, that 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 would be that would be a fact. Not only is he a good defender, so I'm quite sure Tibbs would really really like that. Um, Brandon Ingram on the other hand, he looks a little shaky. It looks like he can't go left. I see Brandon Ingram go a lot. He goes to his right a lot. Uh, he's, he's very, very, very skinny. Um, like I said, it's always room for improvement. He only played one. He only played one year, so I mean, he can still improve. Um, but right now, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing him kind of a, as a kind of a kind of a draft bust uh, at this moment, from what I'm seeing in summer league. Uh, Somebody else who I, I'm really, really impressed with. Uh, I don't know how old the guy is. I mean, I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of different uh, things about how old this guy really is. Uh, Thon Maker. Uh, Thon Maker is really, really, really good. Uh, I think Thon Maker is really, really good. He's gonna be, he's gonna be really, really good for the market books. Like he's a little skinny, but he can dribble the basketball, he can shoot, and he knows how to roll to the rim and get the easy buckets, um, which I think is a skill set that goes uh, goes kind of overlooked sometimes. You know, he he knows how to get he knows how to get get to the rim uh, when guys are getting double teamed and things of that nature. He knows how to get open, so I like that about him. And not to mention, he, I think he's had like three double doubles um, in summer league. He had one game where he was like 17 for 17 and was like 7 for 15 shooting like 
shot an okay percentage and 17 for 17, like two blocks, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, Thon Maker's pretty good. D'Angelo Russell is another. I think D'Angelo Russell really, really, really showed out. Uh, he's pl- he, look, he looks more comfortable than he did last year. Uh, I want to see that transfer over, transfer over to the regular season. Uh, honestly, I think the Lakers, with Mozgov and Ding, and if D'Angelo uh, Russell pans out, I think the Lakers can make an uh, A-seed in the West, possibly. I just don't think OKC, after losing Durant, I don't think OKC is going to be like one of those top teams. I think Russell Russell is a very athletic guy. Um, I think Russell has all the speed. Uh, uh, he can jump. I think Russell has all those tools. But I don't think Russell is a great leader. And I think uh, I think that will show this year. I think he'll get a lot of... Um, You know, I think that we'll we'll see uh, kind of what I'm talking. We'll we'll see what I'm talking about later. But I, when Kevin Durant got hurt that one time, Russell was scoring a lot of points. Russell was putting up assists, triple doubles like crazy. And and I'm gonna be honest with you, I would not have had. Um, I just w- I don't know. I just I'm not sold on Russell. Like I said, Russell has all the talent, all the skills, but. When it comes to IQ, I think that's something that he lacks. I just, I don't think that sometimes, I don't think that, uh, I don't think being very athletic is something that, uh, that always gets you over the hump. I think one thing LeBron, good, James, good, really, really great is that he's smart. You know, he, he's, he's, he has all the tools, but he's smart, you know, uh, like, besides Kobe being just a student, I mean, well, that's probably what it is. Kobe was a student of the game. You know, he, he kind of, like Michael Jordan, they weren't big guys on the basketball court, but they were probably the most, uh, some of the most intelligent basketball players. Same with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was very boring. He probably, you know, I was watching the other day, just to jump to something real quick. You know, everybody said Tim Duncan was so fundamental, and he was. But I watched some of Tim Duncan's first, first three years, watch some of his highlights, watch like a five-minute video of his highlights. And Tim Duncan was posterizing people. He was catching oops, one-handed dunking people. Tim Duncan was doing some amazing stuff, man. Like it, like this boring Tim Duncan everybody talked about, Tim Duncan wasn't that boring in the beginning. Like what people, the way people say, I mean, he, like he's, he's actually dunking people. And I mean, like, Putting guys on posters, you know what I'm saying. So, but another reason why he turns out to be um, so good as well is that Tim Duncan is a smart basketball player. That's what made him great. You know, Bill Russell wasn't a really great guy, and I know everybody says, "Oh, he played in the era where there wasn't that much talent and all this stuff." But still, the dude was six nine, two hundred fifteen pounds. Like, that's not really even tall back then compared to like. Like Bob Pettit, I mean, Bob Pettit was six nine, but he was playing like power forward. But it was other guys that were taller than that. You know, it's just these guys were just intelligent basketball players, and, and it just goes to show you that talent with intelligence 
makes you a champion. You know, sometimes you can just you can be athletic and get to the playoffs with athleticism and stuff and all that stuff. But once you turn into a champion, you usually have to be very, very, very intelligent, and you got to be able to elevate the intelligence of the players around you as well. So, uh, those are a few. Of the, oh, I'm another another person I'm really, really, really impressed with uh, with the summer league is Larry Nance Jr. He's been playing very, very well. I think last year he played him played he played uh played pretty decent when he got the minutes. I think he should get more minutes this year. He seems to be a, a pretty decent defender. He attacks the rim, you know, and at this moment I think he's better than Julius Randle. I don't think Julius Randle's all that great. I think um I, I think Larry Nance Jr. is 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 much better for the Lakers. Um to be honest with you. Um, let's see, who else in Summer League? Uh, Jamal Murray. I haven't seen enough for him to say that. I think that, uh, to think that he's going to be, uh, uh, to be that great. I really don't see, I don't see that Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Hill. I don't see anything from him as well. From what I've seen, I don't see, they don't look like really, really. They don't let like these great players coming out of high, I mean, coming out of college like they, like I thought they would be. You know, I'm just kind of surprised by the people that, I, you know, just seem like the one and done players are playing a whole lot better. I mean, Tom Maker. I mean, uh, he played high school ball. I don't even think he played college ball, but he seems like you know he's a he's a good basketball player. You know, he's in, he will be a good uh, NBA basketball player. Um, what else? Um, so that is pretty much my things for um, for, uh, for NBA Summer League. Uh, I in Orlando Summer League, I didn't even watch any of that because Orlando Summer League is like the worst. I like the Las Vegas Summer League is way better, and the Utah Summer Leagues. Those summer leagues are way better than the um, the Orlando Summer League. I think the Orlando Summer League is a little too short. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I never really watched that summer league too much. But for what I'm saying for Las Vegas, those are the players that seem to be the best. Um, but I can't wait to next season and see what Golden State's going to do. Um, I want to see. I want to see them again. I want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what Indiana's going to do. I'm from Chicago. I kind of want to see what the Bulls have to. What the Bulls are going to do. Uh, I think the Bulls right now, honestly, should be tanking, but uh, and try to get lottery picks, but. Uh, they still want to be competitive and sell tickets. And at this moment, I see them possibly, if things pan out, they could possibly make it like I said, to the playoffs, possibly the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't see them going any further than that. Uh, I've got Indiana um, right now on paper. i got Indiana going against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. And i got the Cavs going back to the, going back to the NBA Finals. And i got them playing against Golden State again. Uh just uh, uh, my prediction, and and that's one reason why I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of upset with the NBA. Uh, I don't know if it's the NBA is made now for it to be more competitive. I think that, like I said, with the salary caps and things of that nature, it's made to be more competitive. But players are going to the players are going to link up with other superstars now. So it's the players that's making the competition weaker now. It's not so much the NBA, you know. Um, 
I want to see a guy superstar leave and go to a much weaker team. And if they do link up, link up for a team that's in a, that's in a really, 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 that's not popular. Link up with a team like Philadelphia and take them over the top. Don't link up with a team that's already won championships and already has 73 wins. And You know what I mean? I respect the fact that you're doing it for winning, but, I mean, you're a superstar. You pretty much get anybody to follow you. So um, I just want to see, I want to see that again. I want to see some of the small teams have a chance at winning championships. You know, I root for the underdog, so maybe that's why I feel that way. Um, so forgive me if I feel that way. Um, NBA 2K, uh, I think it comes out this year on the 20th of September. Um, if you got it pre-order, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm really really excited uh, to play that this year. I also just want to give a shout out to Embrace the Pace and Pito man with the rosters man like. You guys kind of give life to the game even after the season is over. So shout out to, shout out to you guys, man, for just creating that roster, man. You know, well, people can still get kind of get that freshness. You know what I'm saying too? Uh, freshness, you know, uh, still get some play out of the game. You know, people are getting a full year out of the game. You know, so, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys' hard work you guys put in uh, to the game. Um, but my main topic of tonight, man, really what, really what I wanted to talk about tonight was, man, the police brutalities and, and the Dallas shoots, man. Um, I'm upset about, I'm upset with the fact that, um, I'm upset with the fact that the, the murder of Alton Sterling and, and Philando Castillo, I think that as a police officer, and police officers were really not made to serve the people. Police officers are really made to serve and protect businesses, not people. But if you're gonna if you're gonna flex muscle and show out because you have a badge, you gotta at least uphold the law. You know what I'm saying for the innocent. You know what I'm saying. Like you, you gotta uphold the law for them. You know, I mean, if a guy you tell a guy to get his ID out and he tells you, hey, I gotta go in my back pocket get my ID and you still shoot him. You know. That's terrible. Yeah, that's not that's that's not real. That's not a real cool thing to do, man. You know, like at least follow the rules. You know, if he's following your instructions, you gotta you you gotta give him you gotta give him a chance. You know, I mean, you just shooting a guy because and especially when you told him to go get his ID and he tells you he's got to get his ID out of his back pocket and you let him do it and you still shoot him is kind of a punk move, man. Even with the alternate listening thing, like you you put the you take the guy down. He tells you he has he has a pistol on him, but you pretty much have his hands tied already, and you still shoot the guy five times. And, and part of it is, is you know, let, let's not get let's not get it twisted, man. This this is America, and one thing about America, America that we have a major problem with is that we don't like to talk about the racisms. We don't like to talk about the past. We avoid those conversations. I've I've I've, I've had. I've had debates before and told them, look, oh, look, if you have a problem with blacks and if I have a problem with some whites, we should talk about this without having to be really angry with each other. Because let's be honest, we didn't put it, I'm not accusing the, the white people of today for what their ancestors did, but I think we should talk about it so you can understand my point of view and maybe I can understand your point of view and we can come to a solution, you know. And I 
think a lot of people don't like to talk about it because it's a touchy subject, and some people worry about getting their feelings hurt or being offended. But like I said again, sometimes to get over something that's difficult and hard, we got to start talking about. It. We got to start talking about this stuff, and that's how we get over this systematic racism. You know, and, and, and it's all, even after nine eleven, you know, once once the media said that it was uh, um, some, uh, some terrorists, it's amazing. And I stay in Chicago, and it's a south suburb. Um, it's a south suburb in Chicago that the moment nine eleven happened, they protest the mosque. Like all Muslims are not terrorists. And you're ignorant to believe that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that shouldn't stuff like that shouldn't even shouldn't even be. You know, you shouldn't classify a whole group of people because of four or five idiots. You know, it's just it's just stupid. It's just like uh, just because you see a group of black guys walking together doesn't make them all thugs. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make a guy a thug. You know? Um, don't get me wrong. Something I hate about the media as well, that the moment a black guy gets shot by the cops, the first thing the media the first thing the media says is, is they talk about his past criminal record. Like stuff that happened eight, nine, ten years ago. That has nothing do nothing to do with the murdering at hand. Let's keep it on topic, please. Let's start talking about stuff that has absolutely nothing to do pertaining to this case. Because the moment I start pulling a race car, you'll tell me, and this goes to not all white America, but to those who whom it applies, don't go and tell me that, oh, I'm living in the past. You know, uh, stop living in the past. You know, that's uh, slavery's over. I mean, because technically when you see guys getting shot for getting their IDs out, it just shows you that there's still systematic racism there. Trayvon Martin gets shot, gets shot walking home, and all the guy had was, some Skittles and a tea, you know. And I'm kind of torn in between that thing, too. Zimmerman says that Trayvon attacked him. Yeah, but at the same time, you shouldn't have been following him because you're not the police. It's not your job to do that. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of different things, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired of, I'm just tired of, like I said, the systematic racism, man, like, it irritates me so bad that you give these guys black, you give the black guys the bad name, the ones who got killed. But the moment you start seeing white cops getting shot, like in Dallas, you want to say these are evil acts. You want to, you want to talk about the, you want to talk about the, the the shooter. You know, you want to want to want to. Uh, it's almost like you immediately label the cops as the good guys, and that's not the case. You got a lot of good cops. You do. My 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 my, my great uncle, and I, I just, he's like eighty some years old now. But when I was a kid, I was always at his home. He was a police officer, and he's always told me there's good cops, and there are some very 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 bad cops. Some cops are dirty. You know, they get a kick out of flexing their badge. You know, they get a kick out of abusing abusing power. You know, and. and I'm just, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing the same old, um, I'm tired of seeing this trend, man. It's not cool for, you know what I'm saying, young black guys getting shot on just routine traffic stops. And they don't have pistols. Like, uh, I think it's 
Laquan McDonald here in Chicago. He got shot. Didn't even have a pistol. He got shot. The cop just shoots him and then gets off the hook. Like, this, this is ridiculous. This is terrible. You know what I'm saying? And the police officer, even been a police officer, because a guy might be screaming and yelling and telling you how innocent he is, there's no reason to shoot anybody. You definitely don't shoot a guy that's already in cuffs. Or a guy you already ha- that you already have down, especially when you got you and another officer, he's already on the ground and you still shoot him? That's terrible. That just shows systematic racism, you know. And right now, the way I feel, like out of this, at this point, I don't know what to tell my son now about racism. You know, he asked me the other day, he says, so if the cops can just pull me over, they can shoot me. You know, I, tell, I always tell my son, I say, you know, you got to remain calm, you know, so remain cool. Don't say too much. Answer the questions that they ask. You know what I'm saying? But if you feel like the questions are going to incriminate you or get you locked up for anything you might say, just say, I want to talk to him. I, I, want, I, I, want, I, want, I want an attorney. You know, that's, I mean, that's all I, can, that's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you to say. You know, honestly, like, you know, it seems like right now from what I'm seeing on TV, it's, hunt, it's hunting season on black men. That's just how I feel. They're getting shot for no reason. I'm not talking about their past criminal record. That has nothing to do with it. You know, just because a person had a criminal past does not mean they're the same criminal today. Although sometimes it does show that history repeats itself. A person was a criminal once, they go back and repeat the same offense. Everybody's not like that. Some people actually make a change once they've been to jail. They realize they don't want to live like that anymore. And then I believe... A lot of this stuff comes from uh, 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 a lot of the black males who end up in jail, from what I know and the people that I know, most of them come from broken homes, you know. They resort to they resort to selling drugs and things of that nature to make ends meet to provide for their younger brothers and sisters because they didn't have a mother or father who was able to who was who was able to do that for them. You know. So, you know, a lot of people do it for a reason to they do the wrong things and kinda like to better themselves, but after a while they end up they end up they end up getting stuck with it, and it end up, it, end up, it ends up trapping them. You know what I'm saying? And puts them in a situation where you know, yeah, I can go to the nine to five, but I'm making more money doing the wrong thing, and it's helping me take care of all my needs for my family or you know for my brothers and sisters, as opposed to going to get a McDonald's job. It's not really making a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Yes, education is important. I mean, you you pretty much got to have a degree for everything you do now in society. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, education is cool, but what do you tell the what do you tell the child who doesn't have the money uh, to go to to go to school? I mean, to go to college. You know what I'm saying? What do you tell a child who's who might actually be really really good with their hands, but might not be really really good with school books? You know what I'm saying? They they might not be interested. It might bore them. You know, uh, with school books and stuff like that. But they might be excellent at building things, making things. Or once you teach them a trade, they get real good at it. But they might, they might have the money to do it. You know, I mean. So I, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm 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 a uh, I'm a black male in America, so I kind of understand some of the the struggle. I kind of understand why guys do the, do some of the things that they do. You know, I mean. Like Alter Sterling, he was selling CDs in front of a store. Yeah, I mean, it's illegal. But he's probably making okay money selling those CDs. 
I see guys out here in Chicago all the time selling CDs in front of the store. The police don't give a damn. Because guess what? It's way more serious crime to be worried about than somebody selling a 2 $3 CD. That even if you take them off the street, you're going to have somebody else selling the CD on the opposite street. And trust me, CDs is nothing like selling drugs. Please stop. It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? It's just I just I just I, I want I, I I want the world to change, but I, I don't think it will. I think that if black people really want this police this police brutality to change, I think that and, and I, I talk to my I talk with my grandma my grandma a lot. She thinks voting changes. I don't think voting changes anything. Me personally. I don't want to leave my. I don't want to leave anything in the hands of a Democrat or a Republican, you know, because I just think that I don't think real change happens there. Even when it comes down to the government, Democrat versus Republican. Let me tell you something. It's all wrestling. You got Democrats. You got Republicans. Yeah, on 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 media outlets, on television, the radio. Yeah, they look like they're on two opposite teams. They're against each other. You know. But behind closed doors, they're all friends and they all work together. It's like wrestling. It's all scripted. It's to make you believe that they're enemies and they dislike each other, but they're really cool. So And they all have the same agenda. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I, I don't put my faith in any on any, any politics. What I think we should do is protest more. You've got more things done with protesting. If you look throughout history, black people have got more change protesting than anything else. I'm not talking about protesting worldwide. I'm not talking about just protesting, you know, just when one incident occurs. I'm talking about protesting on a regular basis, standing together. Stop all the black-on-black violence. You know what I'm saying? Stop doing all the killing each other. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you something. It's just like saying the N-word. Black folks say the N-word. I'm even guilty of saying it. But let's be honest. The moment a white person says the N-word, and you correct them on it, the first thing the first thing that comes out of their mouth, which nobody really corrects them on it anymore, but I've seen instances where people have looked at white guys for saying the N-word, they look at them and say, man, why are you saying the N-word? Well, I mean, you say it, why can't I? You know what I'm saying? So they're always going to use that, ex- people are always going to use that excuse because black folks use it. So therefore, they're going to sh- they're going to continue to kill us and shoot us off and kill us off because guess what? We're not standing up and taking care of each other. We got to stop all the black on black violence, you know, all the killing each other. It, it, it is, you know, to shoot somebody over twenty, thirty, hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. There is no principle behind it. Period. There's no principle behind it. Murder's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, like we got to start standing up for each other. We got to start sticking together. We got to get back to being the black people that we were in the fifties and the sixties. Strong, sticking together. You know what I'm saying? Like, at those times, black folks was probably the strongest that they have ever been. Like, now I just don't see that unity no more amongst us, you know? And then you got to, sometimes you got to stop thinking about yourself. That's like me. If I see, if I see a child in the street and he's hungry, even though he's not my child, I'm going to give him a couple bucks, man, to go buy him something to eat. Because guess what? Me reaching out to that child... Hopefully, somebody else will reach out to mine if they have any need. You know what I'm saying? Just keeping that cycle going. You know 
what I'm saying? Like, don't leave nobody behind. You know, help as many as you can. You know what I'm saying? I, I talk to people on my job every day about these young guys. I tell them, like, be safe out there, man. This is this world is not playing with us. We see right now they look like they're killing, they're killing us off. We got to stick together. All the petty differences, put all that petty stuff to the side, man. Look, think about the greater goal. You know what I'm saying? Live and survive. You know what I'm saying? Live and survive and live to fight another day. If you got to go to court, it's best to fight, better to fight another day at court. You know what I'm saying? You can't fight from the grave. You know, it's one, once you're in there, it's over. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what that's that's you know that's pretty much what I wanted to say, man. Uh, and even with the Dallas shooting, I like. I think a lot of that stuff is government. I don't think it's. I really don't believe that it's done by this Micah, this Micah Johnson dude. I saw two photos yesterday. I saw a photo of the gun, and I saw a picture of the Micah Johnson dude in the building, and they said the robot blew blown up. First of all, if this dude was any kind of military guy, on this one little photo I seen, why the hell was he wearing a dashiki in a shootout? Shouldn't he have known that this is warfare? Put on a bulletproof vest. Number two, he's 25 years old with no Twitter, no Instagram, no nothing. But he got a Snapchat. But he got no other media outlet that he's on. I question that. Because mostly everybody 25, especially 25, 21, 21, between 21 and 30, got some type of Instagram, Facebook. Everybody got a Facebook page. I mean, I don't have a Facebook page, but I got a Twitter. I got at least one media um, one or two media outlets. This man had, what, just a Snapchat? And then... This is my. This is another conspiracy on my part too. When's the last time you ever known somebody black doing a, doing mass shootings? The last time I seen it was a DC sniper, and his whole story for the reason why he was doing all the mass shootings is because he was making them look like they were just random shootings all over because he was trying to kill his ex-wife who had taken his kids and moved away. He was gonna make her death look like it was like it was just a random shooting so he can get custody of his kids back, which is wrong, dead wrong. You know, because I'm quite sure it's some kind of court, some kind of, uh, 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 you could have handled that in court, honestly. That's something you don't kill somebody over, but, so it's too still a whack job. He's fucking crazy. But it's just, that's the last time I've seen it. Like, in Chicago, we might have 71 shootings in the weekend, but you can almost bet every 71, all 71 of those shootings were different instances. They were probably foolish reasons for why they were done, but there were 71 different instances. You know what I'm saying? 71 different instances, you know, you know, 71 different instances, but it weren't mass shootings like all these people got shot at one time, so I think part of this, part of, part of me just believes it's all a conspiracy, you know what I'm saying, it just, it it kind of shocks me that I haven't seen any interviews with this dude's family members, you know, cousins, friends, none of that, you know, like, that is weird to me. You know, those those things are really, really weird to me. It makes me question it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I that's just me on that end. But if he did it, it's still wrong to shoot just random police officers. I know you're mad. Yeah, I know you're mad at the, you know, cops for, for, uh, for police brutality and things of those natures. But, I mean, you can't just go out and shoot random cops. You know, it's just... You know, it's just, I don't know. I 
think, like I said, murder's wrong, but I guess what goes around comes around. You do enough dirt, eventually she comes back to you. You know, I just I just hate the fact that it's funny, like, the way the media portrays it is like, when an innocent black guy gets killed, it's like, there's no more talking about that. They, they immediately sweep it under the rug. But when a cop gets killed, it's like a cop's life is worth more than a black guy, worth more than a black guy in a routine traffic stop. So, you know, personally, the way I feel about that is that I don't care if you're a soldier in the, in the soldier in the army, you are not more than any person. I don't care if you're a police officer, you're not more than anybody. I don't care if you're an innocent black man, you're not worth more than anybody either. You know what I'm saying? Your life. You know what I'm saying? You're all equal. You know what I mean? Good or bad, murder should not be murder should not be the option. Even if you're a terrible person, I don't think murder is the option. Like a lot of times, you know, you got a lot of serial killers and things of that nature. They they sit in, they, you know, they they give them electric chair or they lethal injection. I think that's the easy way out. I think the fuckers should stay in prison and suffer. That's just how I feel. They should suffer. They should never be allowed to. To uh, they should they shouldn't be allowed lethal injections. Too easy. It's too easy just to, just to die like that. You know, I think you stay here and suffer and deal with deal with eating crap and living in a dark hole for the rest of your life. I think there's more torture. You know, this is just my opinion. You know, it's not not a fact. It's just the way I feel. I think sometimes death. Sometimes I think death can be a little too easy. Uh, in my opinion, but yeah, like I said, man, look, we we gotta do better, man. We gotta we gotta come together. It, it's it's just it, this is a this is a this is a worldwide problem, and the only way it can be defeated is with numbers, man. We gotta come together. Stop all the bickering and little petty stuff, man, and just you know, just to stick together. Gotta stick together. Yeah, gotta just stick together. Um, if anybody wants to call in and you know, just give a uh, give a little quick comment about it. The number is six four six seven eight seven nineteen forty two. We talk about police brutality and the Dallas shootings. Uh, I was talking about the NBA summer league stars and busts. And any NBA 2K17 wish list reviews. Um, yeah, that's what we got to do, man. We got to come together, man. I, I, you see so many people argue, you know, over, like, just on, just like at work, man. Like, I work with, like, 500 people. And some of the people, some of the stuff that people argue and bicker about is, like, People argue about who was there first or, you know, hey, you, you, you cut in front of me. Like, and then my job is, like, really, really fast-paced and loud, so you have to, like, really be moving quick. So, and it's like, you should kind of understand that this person is a fellow man. They're trying to get, they're trying to get a task done just like you are. They're trying to get a task or a job done just like you are, and it's like, you're quick to, quick to go off and get mad at people. You know, people are always quick to snap and go off. You know, and, and one thing that's different now than it was 40, you know, 50 years ago is that the love in the world is dying out. You know what I'm saying? It's like nobody, like back then, they, my grandmother tells me stories of when they could leave their back doors open and leave and go to the store and come back. 
It wouldn't nobody would have nobody would have went in your house. Nobody would have touched anything in your home. And that's because you know the neighbors had love for each other. You know, it's like I respect you enough to know that you're a working class person and you're doing what you need to do. And if anybody goes to your house, I'm gonna I'm gonna inform the police or let you know who it was who done it because they cared about one another. Nowadays, if I leave my back door open, you know, I come home, everything might be gone. And people might have seen it. And you know what this is? People call it snitching, if I tell. You know, and I got two, two, I got two, this is what I think snitching is. Snitching is if you're doing something wrong and I'm doing something wrong, and we both in it, like, perfect example. If one guy's selling drugs and the other guy's selling drugs, but he's going to call the cops on this guy's gonna call the cops on his other guy for selling drugs. It's like, why are you even calling cops on him? You do the same thing that he does. Now that's snitching, because you do what I do. But if I'm a working class person, and I see dope being distributed in my neighborhood, see the see these see people breaking into your home, and I call the police to protect your belongings when I know you're a working class person like I am, that's not snitching to me. That's called neighborhood watch. So there's a difference, you know. Now, right now, I know my neighbor across the hall works. If somebody breaks in my neighbors across the hall home, and I know who it is, oh, you most definitely, you most most you, you most definitely, I'm calling the police on. I'm gonna tell them who done it, and I'm gonna be bold about it. I'm not gonna hide it. You know why? Because I know that guy's a working class guy. I know he works every day. I know he works hard for what he has. And to see somebody come over and just take it away from him, when I know he worked for it. There's no way I'm going to let somebody do that. And if that means putting myself at risk to do it, hey, that's got to have his back. Because right is only right. Even if you have to do it, if you feel like it's too much of a threat and something you might get retaliated on for it, I'm, I just have to do it in secret. Because guess what? There's no way I'm going to let my neighbor, like I said, who I know works hard for everything he has, and just have somebody come out and take it away from him. It's just it's not right. It's not fair. I mean, that's just my stance on it. You know, so... So stick together, man. We gotta stick together. My voice is getting hoarse and getting a little little more hoarse, should I say. But yeah, like I say, man, you know, uh check us out. We only we only been on we only here today at um at, at six. I mean, uh came on, on Tuesday because yesterday I had a little malfunction. Um trying to set up the show, so like I say, forgive me. Uh, we'll be back on next Monday, I think the 18th, um, at 5 p.m. Um, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I mean, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central. Uh, check us out, man. Uh, hopefully, we have MRC back next week. Uh, hopefully, we have a little spaz back soon. Like I said, man, shout out to all those who listen. 